If you were to describe a kauri tree with music, how would you do it? Could you set music to the movement of the toy toy, for example? Well, to celebrate 100 years of forest and bird conservation organisation, eight New Zealand composers have created music inspired by Aotearoa's unique, fragile and in some cases endangered flora and fauna. Janet Jennings, one of the hand-picked composers, joins us from Hamilton to tell us all about the project in just a moment. And we're also lucky enough to play some short excerpts from the piece ahead of the premiere, which is next Friday. So we'll ask Janet about her description translating into music. Let's first play excerpt number one. This is called Busy Street. hear more excerpts in the next few minutes. Janet Jennings joins us from Hamilton. Janet, kia ora, good evening to you. And kia ora to you, Todd. Well, tell us about this project. Just listening to that excerpt, Busy Street. My goodness, you close your eyes and, and perception is reality, isn't it? Well, it's quite a big noise, isn't it? <laughs> Rather <laughs> dominated by the fantastic percussionist Yoshika Siruta on the tom-toms at that point. Um, so that's that's the opening of my piece. But the, the basis of this product uh, project was a collaboration between Forest and Bird. Um, everybody knows um, Forest and Bird as the um, conservation organisation that is, is here to, to focus on protecting and restoring wildlife and wild places and so on. Um, it's, a, it's not government-funded. They are about to celebrate their centenary. And this is a collaborative project between Forest and Bird and the Performing Arts Community Trust. So um, nine composers were actually selected to represent various parts of the country and to write pieces of music, new pieces of music, to be played by seven of the most amazing performers you could ever find. So you might not have realised listening to that noise that you heard um, representing the um, cars, if you like, street noise. That that was Amalia Hall on the violin, Ashley Brown cello, Sami Kim piano, flautist Catherine Moorhead, clarinetist Peter Scholes, and percussionist Yushika Suruta. You almost think of a silent movie. You think maybe Keystone Cops are coming when you hear that. That's just fabulous. Yes, I can imagine sort of the ambulance coming and the um, and sirens and so on. Mm. Now, as well as that, there are many other sounds that you explore in the piece you composed with eels and bats and so on. So talk a little bit about that, Janet. 
Sure. Well, as soon as um, I found that I was going to be part of this project, Caroline Wood from Forest and Bird said that they are interested in urban lives of um, endemic species, that's um, animals, wildlife found only here in New Zealand, and how some of these species survive in urban environments. And here in Hamilton, we have um, long, thin eels, and we also have a small colony of the critically endangered long-tailed bats. So as soon as I knew that I was involved in this project, that was my immediate thought, long, thin eels, long-tailed bats, and um, how to represent them musically when clearly we can't actually hear them. So we're translating the sort of the idea of... um, of these creatures into sound. So it was a, a fascinating thing, and it was my first, um, the first thing that, that came to me because I'm so fascinated by the creatures themselves. So we're going to hear another couple of excerpts now, all about the, the eels. We're going to hear a piece called Eels Entwining in a moment. But first, let's hear this excerpt. This is called Long Fin Eels. Janet, that's slippery and sneaky like an eel, isn't it? You could hear eels there, could you? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it was the bass clarinets that came in um, with that deep sort of hollow sound and then the cello. So it was maybe you could think two eels um, coiling around each other and and the violin and piano and very tiny touches on the tambourine sort of from my point of view, I was thinking of the wetland environment and just that watery environment 
um, and the eels entwining in that. And also, if you heard the flute there, it was the alto flute, beautiful velvety sound. So it's a, a bigger, deeper flute than the usual flute. Uh, and the left hand of the piano, I was thinking of that as creating ripples of, of water sound. So that that was what was going on in my head. It's always hard to um, see how this is going to turn out, but that, that that was what I was imagining and working with. It's like braiding hair. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Well, you've taken inspiration from the long fin deal and the long-tailed bat. So, so why these creatures specifically, Janet? Well, the the long fin eels um, are, are they're endemic to New Zealand. They're not found anywhere else. They can live up to eighty years. They're not rare at the moment, but the danger is that they breed only once in their lives, right at the end of their lives, and the large old females, that is the breeding females, are becoming scarce. And since they don't breed till they're 60, 70, 80 years old, um, the the danger to them is probably a bit further down the line. So that's the, the for me, um, the focus on these amazing uh, creatures. The long-tailed uh, long bats, the peka peka, they're critically endangered. And again, they're only found in New Zealand. They're about the size of your thumb, they're tiny, but they fly at 60 kilometres an hour. They're, they're heroic little creatures, and they're being killed by stoats, rats, possums, domestic cats, they're threatened by habitat loss. So, I mean, this is all the, the thinking in my mind, trying to focus on what we need to do to um, to protect the, the these animals that actually have, have lived here for far, far, far longer than humans. Um, and we, we've uh, destroyed unthinkable um, amounts of um, our environment and the list of extinctions we're responsible for is a long one. So um, obviously I'm, I'm thinking here, let's hope that the long thin eels and the long tailed bats don't join the long list of um, extinct animals. Now, in the wild, they're silent, aren't they, to the human ear? So how have you described them in music? Have you had to experiment with, with instruments and so on? Well, the long-tailed bats, I mean, we know they use sonar, but of course we can't hear it. Um, so what was I going to do to, to give the sort of impression of these tiny creatures flying at speed? So um, the lovely flautist, Catherine Moorhead, not only plays the ordinary flute and the alto flute, but she also plays the piccolo, which is a tiny little flute, very high-pitched. And Peter Scholes, the clarinetist, also plays the E-flat clarinet, which is a tiny little clarinet, which, again, very high-pitched. And I had um, Yoshiko, the um, percussionist, playing on the woodblock, so you get little tapping sounds and swirls of sound from the piano and violin, um, cello trills very high up, um, and, and that's the way I thought of these tiny little creatures um, swooping through the air. Um, so it was really the use of the instruments and the, the type of sound. Um, and just imagining that, that sound world, even though we actually can't hear them ourselves. Well, Janet, let's take another excerpt, excerpt four. This is the long-tailed bat. Thank <laughs> you. 
fabulous long-tailed bat. So, Janet, the big question is, why did you take on this project? You're cutting out slightly there, Todd. Sorry uh, about that. Okay, I can hear you. Janet, the question, so why did you take on the project? Well, for me, um, partly the, 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 um, the project itself, the, the fact that it is the centenary of Forest and Bird, and for me it's a, a major thing in my life, the, my interest in um, conservation projects and so on. But secondly, as a composer the opportunity to write for these um, outstanding players. They are so skilled and can play at such a level that you can write pretty much anything you want and you know that they can play it. So it was very exciting for me and exciting for the other composers as well. And tell us a bit about the work of the other composers that are involved in the project. Well, we all represent um, different regions so, um, for example, Andrew Perkins, writing from Dunedin, um, has written a piece um, called Birds of the Forest, and his is for flute and clarinet and cello. So we all selected from the available instruments, violin, cello, piano, flute, clarinet, percussion, tonga poro, um, and so we could choose any selection from those instruments. Patrick Shepherd in Christchurch um, wrote a piece representing braided rivers. And again, you'd think, well, how do you do that in music? Because you can't actually hear them. But you can certainly hear from his music the sense of the development of droplets of water um, building and reaching the point where where there's just a, a rush of water into the sea. Um, Alexander Alford wrote a beautiful piece called Kaitiaki for solo alto flute on its own. So, so these are some of the composers and, and some of the things that you would hear in this, um, what will be a world premiere performance for the Auckland Festival next Friday. Well, congratulations to you, Janet, and everyone else. What a great way to celebrate and commemorate 100 years of the Forest and Bird Conservation Organisation. Well done. Thank you, Todd. It's a fantastic concert. Force of Nature, as Janet says, Friday, 17th of March at the Auckland Town Hall. And the concert also is going on to be performed in Wanaka and Christchurch. More details, look at the Forest and Bird website, forestandbird.org.nz. Janet Jennings from Hamilton, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Todd. I will rush off now and fill in my census forms. Ha <laughs> ha! Good.